Hello, my freaky little darlings. I don't know where that came from. Um, hey, everybody, this is Tanner from the future chiming in before the episode begins to let you know that my audio for this episode is going to sound kind of weird and a little bit bass boosted because uh, I found out that I could mess around with settings and get better audio quality. Great time to find this out four years into making a podcast. Oh, God, we've been doing this for four years. Anyways, the point is, I don't even know how this audio was going to sound. But yeah, if I'm a little bit like uh, peaky and and bassy and all of that manner of things, I apologize. I did the best I could with the time I had, and I'm I'm still working on things. A little hopefully, it won't last too long. This experimental segment of the podcast. Okay, enjoy the show. Welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, the podcast that takes our favorite properties and reboots them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Lindsay, and I use she hear pronouns. I'm Tanner, they, them, and you I might as well be saying it's a reboot of our guest favorite properties because we haven't had an individual thought in two months! <laughs> Except for when I talked about the Inhumans, but I was just possessed by a ghost or something, I don't know. Anyways, we have a guest again! Hello! Straight from the loser like me editing minds, it's Panda. Hi, how's it going? Uh, pretty good here. So, Tanner, would you like to remind everyone what my what my hint was? Let me go double check what the hint was, because I remember women was the week before, and that was factually incorrect. All <laughs> oh, right, the hint was nya. You know, like nya. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like anyone who knows me on any level could have seen this coming from a mile away. Uh, Tanner, we are here, of course, to talk about Warrior Cats. Oh, oh boy. Warrior Cats. Uh, this is uh, continuing my crusade to go on other people's podcasts to talk about Warrior Cats because I refuse to do a Warrior Cats podcast of my own, so I'm making it everyone else's problem. Honestly, fair. I have the first <laughs> Warrior Cats book. Have you read it? No. <laughs> I don't. I don't read books. I just buy them and say, "Oh, I'm going to read these one day for my BookTube channel." <laughs> <laughs> uh Lindsay, do you have any familiarity with Warrior Cats? I remember reading the first book when I was in I think it was just finishing middle school. Mm-hmm. And that's about as far as I got. Okay. Well, uh that's fine because I do have uh, a little intro to Warrior Cats section of my notes so that I can uh, familiarize the both of you with, uh, <laughs> with, with the series. By the way, I didn't say this, my pronouns are she, they, but, uh, so Warrior Cats is not called Warrior Cats. It is just called Warriors, but it is, it is Warrior Cats. The, the website is called Warrior Cats. Like, it's, it might as well just be Warrior Cats. Uh, it's written by Aaron Hunter, which is a pseudonym for seven different people, uh, only four of them have worked on Warrior Cats. There's another series called Survivors that's about dogs. And I think there's a series about bears? 
Warriors. I don't know anything about that one. Um, but the the ones who worked on Warrior Cats are uh, Victoria Holmes, Kate Carey, and Sherith Baldry. And uh, <laughs> Warriors is a juvenile fantasy series, which is a, just a funny collection of words to describe a book series about cats. Uh, about the lives and adventures of different groups of feral cats. Uh, I read them as a kid, and I started rereading them a couple of years ago. I am currently 27 books into the series, uh, (laughs) starting in uh, technically 2019, but uh, more in earnest uh, in 2020 for no particular reason. Nothing in the world uh, could have possibly caused me to delve into some deep nostalgia. There's 45 books. Oh, there's got to be more than 45 books, Tanner. That, okay, it looks like uh, there's 45 main series books. Okay, TV yeah. Tropes isn't listing um, the spinoff titles, field guides, super editions. And manga. There's manga? Yeah. <laughs> is it, is, is it, is it, oh, what's, what's the word? I'm sorry, too much Warrior Cats in too little time has completely obliterated my English degree. Is, <laughs> is it still cats? Or is it like cat girls? No, it's cats. Like, it's, okay. it's like, it's, you know, like, um, you remember like when they were doing like American manga it's kind yes. of one of those one of those of situations. We live in Canada, uh, home of the American manga. Of course we know about that. Well, I meant North American manga because like there were some I think uh in Canada maybe. I don't really no, know. No, no, that's much that's about. the joke. I think a majority of the American manga was like produced in and made for Canada. There's yeah. there's yeah. a lot of co-production. And it's truly really, I think it's the Italians fault or is it was it the French who made Totally Spies of Martin Mystery? Uh, both the Italians and French. It's yeah, the, it's it's the French yeah. Italians. The Franco-Belgian comic scene was trying to get into like the English-speaking world beyond Tintin, and we got original English language manga out of it. Yeah, we need the Domino's meme where it's like the the guy writes Tintin and clink 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 Warrior Cats manga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, some important. Warrior cats terminology. Uh, they the cats live in clans. Uh, they are basically the Hogwarts houses. There's Thunder Clan. Uh, there's River Clan, Wind Clan, and Shadow Clan. Uh, I bet you can't guess which one of these is the evil clan. <laughs> uh, is it River they, Clan? Yeah, it's River Clan. Turns out, who could have possibly guessed? I d- uh, hey, no, you, you have to you have to do like parentheses, sarcasm, and parentheses because you can say anything about this and I'll believe you. That's fair. No, it's Shadow Clan is the evil clan. See, the I've the things I feel like they're just misunderstood, knowing nothing about this. <laughs> I would, you know, in a better series, maybe they would be. Um, the the important thing to know about Warrior Cats is that it is um bad. But it's good, but it's bad. But it's, you know, it's something. <laughs> it's bad, but it feels so right. I mean, you run a Glee podcast, Tanner. I'm sure you can relate. It is cringe, but it is free. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm cringe, but I'm free. 
they live by the warrior code, which is like their code of ethics and conduct. Um, I don't know all the rules of the warrior code. I don't think anyone does. Uh, I don't think the writers know. I'm pretty sure it's been written down once before, but like they have changed or like there have been things mentioned that never get brought up again. That's going to be part of a... we're put a pin in that. We're going to talk more about that later. Um, house cats are called kitty pets. Uh, this <laughs> word is kind of used like a slur. <laughs> um, it it is a great insult to be a kitty pet or be called a kitty pet. Um, humans are called two legs. Uh, they they have their own name. The cats have their own naming convention where, like, when they are kittens, they are called like something kit or when they are uh apprentices they are something paw and then when they get their full warrior name uh which is given to them by the clan leader uh they it can be basically any two words that a cat could conceivably know some funny examples of this are uh garfield and smokeweed these are obviously not real cats uh, but they could be, is the important thing to know here. So you're um, saying that the naming of cats is a difficult matter, and it isn't just one of our holiday games. Oh, we're gonna get to that, Tanner, don't you worry. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, there is Cat Heaven, it is called Star Clan. Every, uh, full moon, cats meet up to, uh, they, they have, like, a. Oh, I can't think of the word, but uh, a neutral zone where they meet up and, like, talk between clans and uh, share news, make announcements, etc. I've broken the format. At the Jellicle Ball. Yeah, it's the Jellicle Ball, essentially. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm breaking the format of the show here a little because I'm not proposing what a format reboot. we don't have a format last week rem came on and told us how good that could... rem came on and told us that common rider revice was so good that the only thing they could change was making the main character trans and the rest of it basically stayed the same there is no format anymore that is very fair but i am not you weren't around when i spent our mighty ducks episode just fi- listing names for ducks <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one kind of broke me <laughs> It broke all of us. It broke time. Podcasting is a dangerous game. (laughs) But I am proposing an adaptation, not a reboot. Uh, Specifically, a a streaming service cartoon. Which streaming service? I don't know. Whichever one is going to keep doing animation. Tubi. Uh, Yeah, Tubi. This is going to be... Actually, you know what? You know what? Tubi is actually the home for this. Tubi is the best place that we could possibly put this. I, in my heart of hearts, I want this to be a 2D animated show because I think it would, uh, I think that would fit the show better. Uh, I will settle for 3D. I like 3D animated shows, but, uh, I just miss 2D. I mean, I know it's, there's, it's still around, but like, uh... I think this would be more of, like, a a Toon Boom sort of affair. Uh, My proposal is four seasons and two movies. Okay. Each season would be 12 episodes long, uh, two episodes per book. Uh, The... the, 
the book series actually would really split up nicely this way because like every every arc of the books is six books no matter what like so you have like kind of a really nice uh timeline there for uh each season and I would honestly probably keep the major plot beats the same. It's mostly like the granular details of things that would change. Uh, it would be, the chronology would be season one, then there would be a uh, Rise of Scourge movie. Scourge is the big bad of uh, the end of the first arc of the show, and he is a popular fan favorite character because he's like, the edgy evil cat who wears and i'm not kidding when i tell you this a collar that is studded with teeth like dog's teeth that he has supposedly uh gotten from like fighting dogs okay hot and also for some reason it like the color of his collar has been described in various ways like in some books they like in some places it's been referred to as purple some places it's red in the official manga it's a a certain color i don't remember uh but anyway so because scourge is a fan favorite uh i think that there has to be a rise of scourge movie there was a rise of scourge manga so that would uh probably work very nicely as source material for this and then after three more seasons there would be a final movie and much like twin peaks we are going to be ending the series with a flashback movie because twin peaks ended after season two and the movie and i won't be talking about season three of twin peaks ever to anyone on the internet uh what is this fucking cover i'm sorry i googled it this is the most boo-boo kitty cover <laughs> Did you you Google Rise of Scourge? This is a normal cat. This is just Salem. <laughs> yeah, he has like an uwu tragic backstory in this manga, so uh that's why everyone loves him. He's just a guy. He's just a little guy. I forgot Aww. like Scourge's big thing is that he's also very small. Uh <laughs> despite the fact that he's very fierce. <laughs> With his with his spiked collar yeah that you see the manga has a purple collar but the official plush that they came out with uh earlier this year which they announced on valentine's day for some reason uh the official scourge plush has a red collar so who knows god God, okay, I googled Warrior Cat Scourge plush, and I'm seeing what I imagine is the official, but there's also a few fan-made ones. Ooh, I will have to also google this. (laughs) Yeah, I did not get the Scourge plush because they have sold out basically every time that they have been in stock. Uh, I was supposed to get one earlier this year, and literally every time I get the in-stock email, I go to check and they're sold out already. I have um, all of the other plush that they've put out. I can send you a picture later. (laughs) But yes, so back to my adaptation. Um, The series would end with uh, 
there is a, a a series within there's like a an arc within the book series called Dawn of the Clans where they like go back and and tell the story of how the clans came to be and so i think the end of the series would be a Dawn of the Clans movie because even though it is like six books you could probably accomplish what happens with it in one very truncated movie and uh give sort of like a a thematic bookend to the series somehow i don't know i'm not a writer um <laughs> if this does well enough they could theoretically green light warriors ship it in and do the rest of the books uh this is highly <laughs> unlikely uh for several reasons uh streaming services don't really care about animated content especially not right now um, the series gets supposedly pretty insane after Dawn of the Clans, like more so than it already was insane. And previous to that, there is like time travel. So, you know, things get off the rails. Uh, there's like cats getting possessed by like the evil spirit of cats who previously died, like uh, in... The what would be the climactic, uh, like fi- finale of uh, season four would involve cats, uh, from heaven. There's the cats in hell are trying to cat hell, yes, there's cat hell because, of course, there's cat hell, uh, are trying okay, to on. wait. Okay, so no, I so if cat heaven, if cat heaven is star clan, what's cat hell? Um, it's called either the Dark Forest or the Place of No Stars. Oh, that's lame. They should have called them Fire Clan. Or is there already a Fire Clan? <laughs> well, technically, the original main character is called Fire. Like, he starts off as Firepaw and then, like, ascends through Thunder Clan to become the leader and he becomes Firestar. Because that's what the leader is. They should have called it, like, that's- Skull Clan. Death Clan. <laughs> well, okay, in uh in the end, like towards the end of the first arc when we meet before we meet Scourge, uh the the big the series Big Bad at first seems like it's going to just be Tiger Claw, who is this like evil cat. <laughs> and uh then like he gets killed by Scourge who ends up being like the real Big Bad. Uh Spoiler alert for a 20-year-old book series. <laughs> but he, like, Tiger Claw <laughs> builds this fucking, like, throne made out of, like, bones. <laughs> and, like, it's just the most insane metal shit for no reason. He's There's so much violence boy. in these books. They're, all the evil cats in these books are so edgy. Also, what's really funny is that Scourge, because he was not a clan cat, um, when he dies, he is not going to go to cat hell because you only go to cat hell, heaven or hell if you were, uh, or you can only go to cat hell if you were in a clan. If you are uh, a good cat and you're not in a clan, you can possibly go to cat heaven. <laughs> But um, for some reason, cats outside of the clans don't go to cat hell, even if they're like super fucked up and evil. But yeah, so um, (laughs) I have conflicting feelings about the art direction of this, uh, this adaptation, because on the one hand, 
it makes the most sense uh realistically that they would just look like normal cats and it would just be a straightforward adaptation with like normal cat character designs and also it would be really funny if they're just cats because uh this series is so violent and there is so much death and murder and uh it would be very funny if they're just adorable cats but on the so other you are Felidae. Yes, yes I do. Yes I do. I love Felidae. <laughs> um on the other hand, I really like it when people on the internet get really like character designy when they are making Warrior Cats like fan designs. Uh there's so much Warrior Cats fan art on Tumblr and I did look at a lot of it earlier today because I was hoping to get inspiration for things to say on this podcast but really i just got distracted looking at uh, drawings of cats so i don't know if i would want to go straight forward even though i feel like realistically if this were to be made which never it never will uh warrior cats has been picked up for a movie uh and technically that's supposed to be in production at some point but um that got picked the the announcement for that was like either late 2019 or early 2020 so uh i don't think that's happening anymore but they would probably just do normal cats unfortunately for me um so how are we how are we feeling about these cats so far tanner i want to do a temperature check and Lindsay. (laughs) i know that this has been a lot of information coming at you i'm just gonna say this is like so on TV Tropes, they describe the series as, um, these books are about as child-friendly as Watership Down. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is like, so you got the kids started off on Redwall, which can get very <laughs> violent, and now we're just gonna step up to Warrior Cats. They're not yet ready I- for Watership Down. <laughs> Ideally, Silvering would have been in between that. I'm pretty sure Silvering has, like, a genocide plot yeah. in it. Yeah. Oh, I watched some of the Silverwing cartoon, but I don't think I, I don't think I got that far. <laughs> Silverwing cartoon with the explicitly girl bat. <laughs> yeah, the the bats with anime hair. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. in my heart. That's how a warrior cat's uh, cartoon would look: is that they would have like anime hair. Because I think that's the that, I think that's just the best shit. I love when artists yes. do that. Scourge Scourge has to have the emo bangs that cover one eye. Absolutely, yes. it would and be then, so good. And, and then you can see a glow red underneath. It would be so good. I'm I'm also on the TV Toast page. First off, they have a separate page for artistic license biology in Warrior Cats, which I don't need to get into. I'm just music exists. <laughs> they also have a separate page for the trope Draco and other pants, which. Is a reference to Harry Potter, but is a trope about the fandom basically woobifying an explicitly villainous character. Mm-hmm. So there's a guy named Ashford who has a whole folder oh. <laughs> to himself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ashford sucks. <laughs> Ashford sucks, but he still got to go to uh, cat heaven because he felt really bad about sucking. Oh. Oh, great. We have cat Catholicism. That's, like, in canon. It, like, he, like, did some really heinous shit, but he, like, felt bad about it, so he got to go to cat heaven. Great. Great. Love that. Um, 
T- T- Tiger Star is also in there uh, because he's charismatic, and H- Hawk Frost, his son, is there. I bet because he's hot. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that that tracks. Oh, um, Tanner, something funny that will uh, be rel or that is relevant to you, I guess, is that the uh to me, yeah, to the guy who does the audiobooks for uh, Warrior Cats also does some of the audiobooks for Animorphs, and <gasps> oh, so shit. I was listening to uh. I was listening to book one of Animorphs and book one of Warrior Cats uh, almost back to back recently in preparation for this and another thing. And I realized <laughs> that uh, it's McLeod Andrews is his name. Uh, he's very good. Uh, I like all of his uh, performances in books that I've listened to him uh do the narration for but his tiger star voice is the exact same voice that he does for Visser 3 (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and it's just very funny to me it's like once I heard it I can't unhear it fascinating yeah (laughs) um anyways also Scourge who we've mentioned who has the wooby backstory Yes. Um, there is a fanfic about him called Black Winged Angel, which I, honestly makes perfect sense from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. But then we get into these last three. Who? <laughs> okay, so we got we got Breeze Pelt, who's Breeze an Pelt asshole that tried to kill everyone. So that's basically an episode of Degrassi. Squirrel Flight <laughs> is a toxic girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Justice for Squirrel Flight. Maple Shade committed three murders and says she earned her place in hell. Yeah, Maple Shade is like the ultimate, like, evil girl boss. It's kind of great, honestly. I love an unrepentant evil woman. It's like that scene... I'm just picturing that scene from the other guys where it's like, you're not a murderer. She just said she killed three people. I mean, deep <laughs> down. Hey, one's a mistake, but once he hit three, I mean. <laughs> yeah, one of the big problems in Warrior Cats is that there aren't enough, like, great female characters. So I do uh, sort of appreciate <laughs> Maple Shade for uh, being a, a the girl boss of hell. Oh, boy. Uh, so I, I have, um, my list of demands for the, for, for <laughs> the will not be We will not be releasing anyone from this podcast until they are met. Yeah. I, I have my, my list of changes that I would make, uh, to Warrior Cats as a series, uh, in at, adapting it for this cartoon. First of all, what I need you to know is that one of the very first things that happens in warrior cats is that a house cat named rusty decides that he keeps having dreams about like hunting a mouse in the forest or whatever and he meets some clan cats and decides to run off and become a clan cat and so he becomes our main character um but part of his motivation to leave his house folk and go live in the woods is that he is soon to be uh, soon to be neutered. <laughs> and I hate that. <laughs> I, I think it's very that stupid. Because he has a whole conversation with the neighbor cat that just got neutered. 
And it was so weird. It's so weird. And I also like feel like it's not a good look for a children's series to be sort of implicitly anti like spaying and neutering. Yeah, that's kind of a big deal. It makes sense because it's from like a cat perspective or whatever, but like Like yes, I fully understand that my family's first cat, Cliff, fucking Okay, he didn't hate my parents, but he definitely had his issues with my parents because they were the ones who got him neutered when they adopted <laughs> him. But still. Like it makes sense, but it's also stupid. Yeah. And so I'm choosing to I'm choosing to throw it away entirely. Yeah. Like you already have enough motivation with like the dreams shit and like he's all tied up in like prophecy bullshit. There's so many prophecies. Uh so many so many prophecies uh the the first arc is called the prophecy begins and then the second arc is called the new prophecy (laughs) my biggest change and this will come as no surprise because it's the biggest change that everyone makes on not if i reboot you first um gay we're gonna have some gay we're gonna have some gay cats but no being gay is the 11th rule of the warrior code (laughs) (laughs) yeah they basically like all but said i think that there will never be any gay characters in uh warrior cats which is some which some tall words for people who wrote tall star and jake but okay that's fine um so we're going to have gay cats and uh these gay families can have biological offspring uh don't worry about it like the it, I, you know, like She-Ra had uh, characters have uh, children despite being in same-sex relationships. I don't see why the cats can't just have children and it not be like a weird or bad thing. Because it's like you're not getting into the biology of anything anyway. So whatever, like yeah, the like, cats the cat the cats can be gay. Like this could be just like. I don't know, when Rusty goes into the woods to join the Thunder Clan, he gets transported into another world because fantasy roles and all that, which includes the biology. And we don't have to discuss how, like, female cats can actually carry kins from two different male partners. Yeah. Yeah, just don't worry about it. Listen, it's, it's either adoption, cat surrogates, which is weird, but not out of the question if these cats are sentient, um, cat hedonism, or damn, these cats are trans. Good for them. Uh, that you've got, you've already gotten to my next point. Um, there will be trans cats. At least, at least a. I have like a. I don't know who I would hit with my transgenderizer beam, but I do have a plan for the execution of of the the trans storyline a little bit. Uh, like in the broad strokes. Uh, the way that I, I mentioned the naming conventions earlier, and so, like, when a kitten is born, like, their mom names them, like, Holly Kit or whatever, and then when Holly Kit becomes an apprentice, they're Holly Paw, etc., and then, like, the leader will give them, like, their full name, which, for this, uh, example is Holly Leaf, um... My idea for the execution of a trans storyline would involve, uh, the cat figuring out their, like, figuring out their identity and deciding on a new name while in their apprentice stage and then having, like, a, 
a reveal moment uh, to tell like the leader that they want to change their name. And then the leader of the clan affirms their name change by giving them their new warrior name with like the chosen part of the name in it. Uh, I uh, would, this would probably happen in Thunder Clan uh, while Firestar is leader, because if anyone understands what it's like to, uh, to, discover who you really are and like uh and change you know ha- uh discover your identity it's uh rusty now firestar who literally already has a dead name yeah um also uh this doesn't mean anything to the two of you but blue star and yellow fang will get married uh this is my biggest demand <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Blue Star was the leader of Thunder Clan before uh, before Firestar took over, and Yellow Fang was an exiled Shadow Clan medicine cat who was taken in to Thunder Clan first as a prisoner, and then who uh, was invited to join the clan as a full member. And uh, she and Blue Star are in love, and. Will it that I, I just want to make all my ships canon? That's also the reason that I'm doing this. <laughs> um, another thing is that one a big problem, like with the clan rivalries, is like cats falling in love with members of other clans. And I, in my adaptation, would in would uh create a system for immigration from clan to the next because it's just like this happens all the time like at some point you just gotta set up a system for it like it doesn't make any sense to just keep saying like you can't fall in love between clans if it's just gonna keep happening every fucking year so i i would come up with a system uh for immigration to between clans uh one way to do this would be cat marriage so uh, we solve the problem of interclan relationships because honestly, it's just a really trite plot device that they uh, bring out for basically every arc of the series for no reason, and it's always annoying, at least to me. Um, you know, I can take a forbidden love storyline as much as the next person, but when it keeps happening, it's like maybe we should do something about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also think that it would be super important to hire um, sensitivity and cultural consultants because, uh, as you can probably imagine, a lot of the a lot of the world building is like not even low key appropriative of like various native cultures and traditions in a way Uh that uh sometimes gets like i mean it's it's always bad and so then sometimes it's it's worse than others uh and so i would want to bring on people who can uh smooth out some of that in a way that does not suck (laughs) i don't really know what specific uh changes that i could suggest because i am uh uh white and oh also there's a lot of um 
stupid cat ableism for no reason. Uh, and as a mostly able-bodied person, I also don't have, uh, I don't really have a place making specific suggestions on that. Uh, but I do know that there are problems <laughs> and it sucks. The way they, t- the way they talk about like, Cats becoming disabled uh, is just really ridiculous. Like, I get, I get the rationale from like a an able-bodied person in the two thousands trying to think of how a cat would understand the world, but like, no, we don't need to like have someone uh, be relegated off to live with the elders just because like he became blind later in life, even though he's like a a fully healthy cat otherwise Uh, yeah in in other other there are just like there are so many instances of weird casual ableism like implying that like or characters feeling like they're worthless because they can no longer contribute to the clan uh it just sucks and uh it's not fun to read so it would not be fun to watch one of my biggest pet peeves with the series uh, my adaptation would no longer demonize dark brown tabbies. There is a trend of evil characters who are dark brown tabbies, and it's uh, probably a little racist now that I say that out loud, but also uh, as the proud parent of a brown tabby, I'm very offended by this. My my son is uh, the my son is an idiot and would never uh, do horrible evil schemes. Well, except to try and get food out of his automatic feeder, but, you know, nobody's perfect. Maybe the reason they pick dark brown tabbies is because dark brown tabby is kind of what you picture when you think of a cat. Like, they seem like the platonic ideal of a cat. Yes, but they're always evil, and I'm like, no, dark brown tabbies are so sweet and lovable. They're just big babies, but all but, cats like are big all babies. cats are that. That's that's yeah. the thing is that there's there's no cat that's in real life actually the real bad cat. I know, but I could use some more variety in the cat breeds of the evil cats, and I guess that's it doesn't help that like some of the dark brown tabbies are related, but so that's like why they're all dark brown tabbies. But like whatever, I don't care. I I'm so <laughs> I'm so sick of hearing the descriptor of like a mean dark brown tabby. It makes me sad. Yeah. My adaptation would better define uh Star Clan because like as you can probably imagine with a series this long going, uh they are basically just making up a bunch of this as they go along and only codified like the rules of Star Clan uh like several several arcs into the the series and a benefit of adaptation is that you can actually take all the stuff you've said and be like, no, I don't think this actually makes any sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that they the adaptation uh, would benefit from showing cat societies in other locations, which is where we get back to Jellicle Cats. Uh, city cats would be loosely based on Jellicle Cats, and the episode where they meet the city cats would be a musical episode because I said so. <laughs> I want the cats to sing and I will make this happen with my sheer force of will. And all the money that you have that you're using to make this series. Yes. 
I'm going to animate so many dancing cats. It's going to be insane. You're not even going to be able to believe it. I would probably combine some characters because there are so, so many cats in this series. There's just so many. Uh, I don't want to risk leaving out somebody's Blorbo, but like at, at a certain point, you just got to like be realistic. You can't animate that many cats at one time. Yeah. Uh, and I would also probably either make some of the boy cats into girl cats or just uh, make some of the girl cats more important because, as I previously mentioned, there are not enough uh, good female characters. And there's like a there is a rampant <laughs> sexism problem in Warriors also um, as a, a series that started out in the early 2000s and it has only barely gotten better. <laughs> as the years have gone on so i would just fix all of that yeah. <laughs> and i would also better define the cat ages because like i never know how old anyone is relative to anyone else unless it's like these cats are apprentices these cats are warriors but a warrior could mean like this cat just became a warrior or this cat is like close to retirement and there's like nothing in between. I never know how old anyone is. And it's weird. Like when you have a cat that's like an apprentice and presumably like still a child and like their love interest is like an adult cat. And I'm not like a weird, like I'm not like an internet weirdo about that sort of thing, but it's just like, I never, I never know what I'm supposed to think about these character dynamics. Yeah, like having a I having a useful chart, I guess, of cat ages to human years might help. Yes, I don't know how you could incorporate that, but I just need and I think also probably like a visual element would help because like you can see that like some cats look younger or older, but like I don't know, it's all just very weird. Yeah. Uh-uh. Um but the mo- the most important thing is that I would not change any of the murder or the violence or any of it. Mm-hmm. it we are in watership down territory. Yeah. Yes, warrior cats. Kill, kill. <laughs> yes. So, um anyway, a 2-year-old cat is the equivalent to a 24-year-old human. Good okay. god. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they age pretty quickly for their first, like, two years, then it starts slowing down. A cat in their prime is between the ages of three and six. Mature is seven to ten. A senior is eleven to fourteen. And geriatric is anywhere over fifteen. Wow. Yeah. But really, I think once they hit six, they just spend the rest of their lives being bitter old people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that tracks uh, based on every cat I've ever had. Yeah, six is equivalent to 40. Wow. Yeah. I guess I usually always thought about it in dog years, which I guess is like kind of close. Mm-hmm. So would you watch my Warrior Cats show? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and expose it to children, too. Yes. <laughs> Here you go, yeah, kids, like- and then we'll show you Redwall. Yes. Well, I, they are making the Redwald show, supposedly, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, the guy who did Over the Garden Wall is supposed to be working on a Redwall show. 
Yeah, I think it's supposed to be on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, once upon a time, I would have said that uh, Warrior Cats would be perfect for Netflix, but uh, now I'm not so sure. I Then I would have said HBO Max, but, <laughs> well... Well, no, because we'll get them to make it, and then they'll, they'll make the entire series, and then they won't release it for a tax break, but then we'll sneak in, we'll steal the hard copies, <laughs> and release it anyway for free! Oh, we're, we're, I, I see this is going to be another uh, Not If I Reboot You First heist. <laughs> yeah, I was really just thinking is. of our EA plans. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I'm out of notes. Um... I have I have other like granular things that I would probably change like the cat healers they're called medicine cats and uh they have like a weird rule that like they're not allowed to have uh they're not allowed to take mates or have families because like they don't want to risk having more attachment to some cats than other cats and that clouding their judgment or whatever oh, but I God, cat jedi <laughs> But I think that's stupid, and I would give, uh, in season three, I would give uh, the medicine cat Leaf Pool a whole plot line where she uh, calls that out for being bullshit and uh, reforms cat Catholicism. (laughs) (laughs) She nails her 99 theses to a tree. Yes. (laughs) With with her little tiny paws and her little tiny cat nails. She's got 95 (laughs) theses and a bitch ain't one. Yes. Isn't there a medicine cat named Freckle Bitch or something like that? (laughs) What? I'm just going to do the jumps. Do you understand what it was like for me when I started listening to my brother, my brother and me and found out that Bramble Pelt was like, uh, like a, 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 in a Mabim Bam joke? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, the I cannot explain the emotional whiplash I felt while listening to an old episode of Mabim Bam and suddenly they're talking about warrior cats. Oh, Freckle Wish. <laughs> Freckle Wish. God, Freckle Wish get- and Fidget Flake. They get uh, pretty wild with the names later on because they, I guess, you know, they're just running out of names. They used up all the good ones. Because I cannot emphasize enough, there are so many cats in this series. Oh, also one of the, uh, one of the Aaron hunters, uh, in, in the fandom, we call them the Aarons. Uh, one of them got canceled in 2020 for being a turf. Great. Oh, No. She was not super uh, involved in the writing of the series. Most of the books have been written by uh, Committee, Kate Carey and Cherith Baldry, but uh, Jillian Phillip got outed as having a secret uh, Twitter account where she like talked about all of her turf opinions. Uh, and so she was very swiftly and without much uh, fanfare uh, fired. <laughs> In July of 2020. Nice. Nukes but she never orbit. worked. But she never worked on Warrior Cats. She worked on uh, Survivors, the the book series okay. about dogs. Of dogs after the apocalypse. Yeah, something like that. I never read them. I was a cat kid, not a dog kid. Yeah, and you weren't a bear kid, so you never read Seekers, which is about a group of bears fighting global warming. Or Brave Lands, which is about lions. Or Bamboo Kingdom, which is, I guess, about pandas. 
<laughs> but the the most recent arc of Warrior Cat started this year. Uh the the series is still ongoing and the eighth uh story arc started this year uh a few months ago. I'll maybe I'll make it awesome. there one day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> my my greatest hope is that uh I do not live to see the end of Warrior Cats in my lifetime. Oh, that'd be beautiful. I need for the Warrior Cat series to continue uh long after my death. <laughs> I don't think I could live in a world where Warrior Cats books are not coming out. Yeah, we need at least two metric anamorphs of Warrior Cats. Yes. <laughs> At a minimum. Uh, and according to my sister, who is a teacher, uh, apparently Warrior Cats is still fairly popular among children, which I find baffling and hilarious. Because they're, they're short, they're cheap. That's true. Uh, all of the audiobooks are like six hours long, which is how I've listened to so damn many of them. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is my Warrior Cat series that lives in my heart and will never exist for real because... Uh, no one else is brave enough. No one else has the courage like I do. Because I'm just, I'm just like Firestar. You really are. Wait, Firestar's orange cat. Yeah, yeah. Himbo. Um, he is kind of a himbo. Yeah. Starring the voice of Jorts. <laughs> yes, perfect. They'll do. Uh, they'll film Jorts for uh, mocap just for Firestar. And only Firestar. <laughs> okay. So before we cut to our friendship promo and then finish the podcast, I do need to tell you guys about the oldest recorded cat. Uh, she was 38 years old and three days from uh, 67 to 2005. Uh, her owner, Jake Perry, said her diet consisted of dry cat food supplemented with broccoli, eggs, turkey, bacon, coffee with cream, and every two days an eyedropper full of red wine. <laughs> which helped to circulate the arteries. And she was very active within the home, where he turned his garage into a movie theater that played nature documentaries for his cats. No wonder she lived so long. This cat lives a better life than I do. And her name was Cream Puff. Oh, perfect. I love food names for cats. And also her brother is the sixth oldest cat ever known. He was 34 years old and 59 days when he passed away. And his full name was Grandpa Rex Allen. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Just perfect. Perfect lives for cats. All right. uh, I'm going to go look up some warrior cat names. And then while I do that, we're going to listen to a friendship promo. Coming this January 2021. My name is Robin. I'm Stevie. And I'm Kyle. We are a trio of environmentalists, documentarians, journalists, and friends. We will be looking at a major problem happening right now. The destruction of threatened species habitats by the logging industry. We're talking about illegal logging here. Do you know what the company was that was doing this? Yeah, uh, I had never heard of them before, uh, but they're they're called Dapson Lumber Company. Dapson? I remember the trucks. And the Matcom bands, too. Weapons development. They're hiding the information. It's much bigger than just Dapson. There's a reason they vetoed the project. He just kept saying, stay away from Dapson, stay away from Matcom. Missing? I'm not one for conspiracy theories, but I just have this... (sighs) 
this sick feeling in my stomach about this that I can't shake. This looks like a nonprofit organization. And don't forget about the dodgeball tournaments. Be part of something greater. What's the actual hell? This could be big. Really big. Sporadic Phantoms, an investigative podcast series, available this January on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Well, thank you for <laughs> thank you for coming on here anyway. <laughs> thank you for letting me talk about Warrior Cats, my truest passion in life. <laughs> um, where can you be found on the internets? Uh, you can find me many places. I am on the Bad Bird website at Impandanata, or I can be found on many podcasts. Uh, I am on Imagine Me and Yutana, a podcast about the collective works of anime auteur Kanehiko Ikuhara, or the Fresh Podcast Market, a real podcast about fake podcasts. Or uh, you could find me behind the behind the podcasts of uh, Loser Like Me. Oh, I'm also a host on uh, Crying in the Book Club, and I don't know if there, I don't think there'll be an episode out for this yet, but uh, an upcoming podcast called That Looks Terrible. That that sounds wonderful. What's it about? <laughs> it's uh, watching things that were pre-panned on social media or where whatever before they came out and evaluating are they as bad as they actually look or uh, should people give them a chance? So far, episodes that have been recorded but not released yet include the Netflix Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Morbius... <laughs> Uh, High Guardian Spice, and the Fruity Pinocchio movie. But father... Yes. The very same. I uh, Since I used Zencaster, I had that clip in my soundboard. <laughs> it was great. It was a good time. Lindsay, where can you be found on the internet? I can be found on Twitter at LindsayM476. It's Lindsay spelled with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUps or Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for now to fire boot you first, and they're pronounced... Nightshade, Night River, Nightfall, Nightfire, Night Hunter, Night Shadow Skin, Shadow Lily, Shadow Rose, Shadow Child... Shadowbird, Shadowstorm, Nightstorm, Nightbird, Fallen Shadow, Nightwing. You can also email us at notifyrebootyfirst at gmail.com where you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, and your favorite surprise appearance of warrior cats and other things. That's also where you can send us a friendship promo, be it an audio clip for a proof for us to read, but either way we'll put in a free ad for your podcast or YouTube or even the fanfic where you have a bunch of white cat OCs named Lilypad, Lilyheart, Lilymoon, White Shadow, White Claw, White Knight, White Moon, White Rose, White Leaf, White Thorn, Snowfall, Icewind, Frostbite, Frostpulse, Snow Song. Not if I reboot you first as a member of the Corner Podcast Network and you can talk more about this show or others on the network via our Corner Podcast Discord. And as always, our cover art is by Alex Fierce, and her work can be found on ptchew.com. Our theme music is done by Sean Clake, whose contact info is available upon request. This podcast is recorded on Treaty 4 territory, the traditional lands of the Cree, Sotol, and Assiniboine, and homeland of the Métis. And just to wrap it up, do you want to hear the names for some brown cats? I would love nothing more. 
Thorn prick, cobra strike, snake skin, viper fang, adder snap, bramble song, bramble prick, briar song, thorn wing, fallen snake, snake bite. A lot of snakes. <laughs> they... <laughs> Just so many snakes. Great. Famous brown animals. Snake. <laughs> snake! So. Anyways, Lindsay. Anyway, Tanner. Guess, guess what? What? Guess what's next week? Is there another guest? There's another guest! <laughs> uh, and next week, we're gonna get that lore. But not if we recruit you first. That was their hint. Okay. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> yes, we, we, we will we will reboot you first. Unless we not reboot you first. It's been too many it's been too much warrior cats, y'all. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> You've been very good at words tonight, Tanner. Come on!